2021 kicks off with some good news for Indy, NCAA. They're going to play it all in Indianapolis. The entire 2021 NCAA men's basketball tournament will play in Indy, as has been discussed. That will be the bubble. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Let me bring in Gary Dick from InsideIndianaBusiness.com on Twitter at IIB. This has been a conversation going on for a little over a month now. We now have the announcement. This is happening. Talk to me about how businesses should be thinking of this, not only in downtown Indianapolis, but throughout the area. And what are we expecting the economic impact to be, even with the possibility of no fans? Yeah, even with the possibility, uh, Tony, of no fans, this is uh, this is huge news. Uh, it's been talked about. You and I have talked about it <clears throat> for several uh, several weeks now. The NCAA announcing some months ago its intent to host all of March Madness in Indianapolis. Uh, Wish TV's uh, Anthony Calhoun breaking the news this morning that a deal has been done. Expect an announcement on that from the NCAA later on today. But again, uh, huge news, and especially for uh, a hospitality sector, uh, a downtown that has been decimated in so many ways by the pandemic, uh, uh, economically and otherwise. So this is uh, potentially huge news. Again, a lot of questions we don't know. The, the expectation is there will be the creation of a bubble, kind of like what the NBA did uh, in Orlando. Indianapolis is uniquely set up to do this, uh, having a Lucas Oil Stadium and uh, Bankers Life and obviously the convention center, all of the hotels and, and restaurants and other things connected in downtown Indianapolis, uniquely set up to do it. Uh, so I know there's been a lot of work going on the last uh, several weeks, uh, so many moving parts on getting this thing uh, done. So it will be interesting to see and to hear details of this uh, really a landmark, uh, landmark announcement uh, later on today. So you're, you'll have teams coming in, the staffs for those teams uh, here. So that's going to fill a lot of hotels and certainly will, will help a lot of, of restaurants. We've already seen that the NBA has decided that here are the three restaurants that you can eat in if you're playing uh, in, in Indianapolis. And I have nothing against the three restaurants. I just thought it strange that they were COVID-acceptable restaurants are we going to be hearing the same thing from the ncaa there are only certain places that you're going to be able to go and 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 get a bite or do something yeah you know great question and 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 i've got to believe there will be restrictions and and uh parameters if you will that are set up similar to that uh at least uh because of of obviously the pandemic and the need to keep this uh this in a bubble type environment to reduce the chance for uh for infection and problems in those areas so uh, just just one element of so many uh questions that uh, surround uh, putting this thing together in one single location uh, and again we don't know if fans will be allowed if maybe it's just parents and and staff and those types of things but uh, you know just looking at uh from a from a broadcast standpoint and uh, game operations and logistics and all the people it takes to put on an event like this uh over the course of several weeks in the spring and of course indianapolis was to have hosted the final four anyway the men's final four uh this spring so this uh, this adds to that but there are so so many things that would be um, involved with that. The impact, uh, no question, uh, is is will be a positive one. And not to mention, again, the attention that will be on Indianapolis for that entire uh, March Madness period. 
talking to Gary Dick of InsideIndianaBusiness.com on Twitter at IIB. And this leads us really into a bigger conversation about economic outlook for Indiana in, in 2021. Um, we've seen that while there is damage, and there is real damage, and you and I can agree or disagree about what caused all the damage, whether it was just COVID or or more self-inflicted by the state and by a particular cities, there were also things that moved and, and, and grew and built. I mean, Bottle Works, the hotel is open. The garage is, is going online uh, this week and, and, the, and those restaurants. Um, there we've seen plenty of closings. We've seen other things come in and, and, and open. So you take a look at 2020, you take a look at 2021. What should people be looking forward to or looking towards? What is your take as you talk to people about what 2021 can bring? Yeah, you know, obviously more questions than answers, but I think there is a level, and I hate to use this because it's overused, but uh, that cautious optimism. I I, I think uh, businesses are looking at the the first half of this year uh, probably as being uh, rather challenging and and, uh, maybe a very, very slow uh, recovery, (coughs) excuse me, a slow recovery uh, as we get into the year. But in the second half of 2021, perhaps into 2022, things begin to get markedly better. Better. One of the big questions, obviously, is how the vaccine, the rollout of the vaccine, and, and how that uh, continues to play out. Consumer confidence. Are consumers going to come back and, and are they going to spend money? Are they going to buy things? Are they going to go out to eat uh, at levels that they were before? You know, when 2020 began, the year began with a continued expansion of the economy here in Indiana. It was very positive, robust unemployment at historic uh, uh, low levels. So there were so many positives heading into uh, last year. Much different story uh, as we head, obviously, into 2021. Uh, we'll see. Uh, but I, I think there's a level of optimism. The question is, how will the vaccine and the the, uh, the uh, psycho- psychology, if you will, of the consumer uh, play out? With that, we're also taking a look at mortgage rates that are still yeah. ridiculously low. And even with the, of course, reality, uh, strongest reality of uh, Biden uh, taking office on January 20th, the challenges coming on January 6th, uh, not, notwithstanding, um, that those rates are are still poised, according to the Fed, uh, the Federal Reserve, to stay very, very low. Um, are we going to see a further growing of the housing market? Are more people going to say, now is my time? And does that create an issue that if people can sell a house, are they necessarily buying back in Indiana? Or are they saying, okay, now we're leaving? Is there an issue between where housing is going and what it means for the future of the state? Yeah, a great question, and I, I think by all indications, rates, both short-term rates, long-term interest rates, expected to remain low uh, throughout 2021 into next year. So that is continued good news for the housing market, which is uh, which has really been uh, rolling uh, even during the pandemic. Here, as we got rates at historic uh, low levels, we see a lot of refinances continue to take place as well, putting some money perhaps back in consumers' pockets, those types of things. So I think. Yeah, Yes, that is one sector of the economy that uh, a lot of people uh, look at as a positive in 2021, and that's uh, and that's housing, and that's the availability of housing too. Because you look at the on the cost side of things, with that tight inventory, not a lot of available homes out there, uh, that tends to put upward pressure on homes. So good for the seller, maybe not so good for the buyer. Before I, I let you go, 
it has I was looking through the, the site insideindianabusiness.com and I came across just a story that, that normally I wouldn't respond to. Mike Shepard joining Elevate Ventures as an entrepreneur in residence. But it's back to this place of Indiana as a growth spot for venture capital and the yep. need and the necessity to build that out. We talked talk a lot about High Alpha uh, and, and what they've done. There are other groups out there. Is there a, a move, a push from the state to reach out to more venture capitalists and say, this is the place to incubate, baby. This is where you can build something. Yeah, no question about it, Tony. You mentioned Elevate Ventures. It's been a great success story in pumping money into startups, Not and importantly, not just here in central Indiana, but all around the state of Indiana, because that's so important to have that startup activity really start to cook in other parts of the state uh, as well. And I think you're beginning to see it. You mentioned uh, High Alpha. They've uh, launched some twenty, more than 20 companies since forming several years ago. And these are young, uh, vibrant startups that are beginning to attract attention. You know, the, the, the money, venture capital, follows ideas uh, and, and, and great startup uh, uh, leadership and those types of things. We're beginning to increasingly see that here in the state of Indiana. It's not going to happen overnight that we're going to get up to where perhaps we need to be, where other areas of the country are. Uh, but, but it is clearly happening, and I think the more momentum that happens, the more you hear from the high alphas launch, uh, launching another company, people are beginning down the coast to say, hey, look, we, we're, look what's happening in the Midwest. What's happening in Indianapolis, quote-unquote, flyover territory? They actually have some, some ideas and some, some cool companies beginning to form. So I think we'll see that as one of the storylines in uh, 2021 for sure. That right there is Gary Dick from InsideIndianaBusiness.com on Twitter at IIB. Gary, always a pleasure.